Welcome to the Fatty Zimoski podcast. We didn't forget about you. We just needed Vance back. Hi, Vance. Hello. And we have Todd on the phone, too. Hi, Todd. I'm here. I'm here. Right, listen to that. All three of us back in one room, so to speak. <laughs> three rooms, all on the same phone. And mm-hmm. Vance has a nice tan from going to Canada, correct? Yeah, it was actually very hot. And I've kept my base. There you go. Give me some base. Mm-hmm. All right. Boom, boom. <laughs> it's already starting. Well, we got to kick this one off right because this is Vance's <laughs> Canada show. Oh, man. All this pressure. A lot of pressure. I mean, you had a lot of pressure going up there because you had to perform. I had to perform. You absolutely did. Why? I don't know. I had to relax is what it was. Yeah. yeah. No, because I'm trying to build this up, okay? I'm failing. Fun trip. Fun trip. Two against one. Let's not build the suspense. (laughs) There was a lot of pressure. Yes, a lot Mm -hmm. of pressure. All right, let's get through these plugs. So check out Fatty Z Musky products, fattyzmusky.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Not so very active on social media, but we're there. Uh, I do answer a lot of questions through the Facebook pages. Um, that's the app, but through the, uh, Facebook page, uh, the website is, I try to keep that up to date as possible. Rod holders, we are selling out of some styles, but have no fear. They are currently getting made. So hopefully in a week or so, I'll be able to, uh, open up those like the S10 brackets, the extension brackets for those who, uh, need extra reach on their down rods and rail mounts. Those sold out just the other day. So we're working to get that alleviated. The baits, I'm painting a whole bunch of baits. I just got done painting the worst part of my least favorite color. Let's see if Todd and Vance. How about this? The lateral line on the Goldie. How about do you wanna do you wanna give away a bait? Me? No, should we give yeah. away a bait? What color do yeah, I, I hate the paint the most? Yes. I could win this bait if I said I, two words. All right, this is going to be a surprise bait. I think I have one show color left, maybe. If I don't have it, I'm going to just put a bait in a bag. You guys don't get to pick. It's going to be a surprise. Mystery bait. First correct answer to tell me through uh, any any uh, contact that I gave out. It's going to be going off of time and date for the winner. Um, what color do I hate painting the most? So right there. And Vance, you were incorrect, so you don't get it. Yeah, I th- I, I think I know what it is. Well, you better. All right, so there, there's a new <laughs> contest. And uh, also check out Team Rhino Outdoors for exclusive colors and Musky Tackle Online. He has usually a really great stock of the standard colors that I also have, but this order's been outstanding for a long time, which I'm working on tying up all the loose ends on that one to get those to him. So hopefully here in a few weeks, he'll be up and running and probably have a better inventory than myself. So be sure to check those out. And if you're looking to set up your boat, be sure to uh, at least give our stuff a a fair look down. And any questions, feel free to comment, question, any of that stuff. I'll try to help you out. That's enough about me. Todd, talk a little about yourself. 
about myself, how about Muddy Creek Fishing Guides? That would be Vance and myself. We are out ready to take you guys out, get you guys on some fish. We have some openings here. We have very limited openings here in August, September, October. We can get you in. You know, my books are filling up a little little bit certain times of the year. But if you know when you're coming up or you want to come up, get a hold of us as soon as you can. And uh, we'll take you out there and try to get you on some fish. We've been having a great season, so we can do it. You can do it. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> That's a water boy yes. reference. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can do it. Vance, did you ever watch yeah. that, or was that a little too... And, you know, there was many of those Adam Sandlers at that phrase like moved into other movies so it's confusing me but mm -hmm. i think it most prevalent in the in the water boy um, yeah but when sandler started making like horrible movies <laughs> he tried yeah. to like pull that <laughs> yeah. back into it to yeah. try to keep it going but just mm -hmm. failed miserably but yeah ranger boats check them out vic sports center uh in kent ohio check them out for service check them out for the ranger boats starcrafts and star welds um Todd and I love our rigs. And how, how did your rig perform in Canada without giving away too much? Just plug form. Uh, great. You know, you heard it right here. He said, great. Yeah. A lot of fun with it. Excellent. Windshield performing well. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm liking the windshield. Really am. There you have it. I'm, I miss it. I miss the tiller a little bit, but. Well, I can put a tiller arm on that kicker for you, and you can be back there. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No. The, Not uh, that much. You don't miss it that much. Then. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I did notice something, though, when I was up there about the being in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. I was way quicker to the rod off that tiller seat because they were kind of right in front of me. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, boom plant step and go you know now it's kind of like get up turn you turn know, around acclimate yeah. yourself and and go to the rod but yeah i kind of had to be really quick to these to the rods so well I, i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out there you were probably sitting in your smooth move like half asleep when these things were going off weren't you you no. gotta you gotta factor in the current state of your your body <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it was, it was there. It's a lot. It's a lot more comfortable of a boat, so you can like kick back a little bit. But it's that turning around and getting to them that and no. I thought about it when I was on the water. I thought about it when I was on the water. I really did. Yeah, to get but to that, that rod. You're up in Canada. You got that one rod, and you got it mm -hmm. like right, right there. Right. Yeah, That's I true. have this beautiful. I've got these beautiful, nice captain seats in my boat, and I. I'm not even sitting in it <laughs> mm -hmm. because of the autopilot. I'm standing behind it the whole time because now I, I used to have to sit there because I was steering. Now with this autopilot crap, I know we talked about this last time, but mm -hmm. I'm not even sitting in the, I'm just standing there because then you can survey the weed patches in front of you and steer around them. So, I'm never even sitting down. It's nice to drive back home with, but mm -hmm. very true. 
Well, the one thing's for Good sure stuff. is your yeah. your your driver's seat is not going to be needing the duct tape patches anytime soon. Mine is not now. <laughs> I got some backups it here too, so we're good. In case you wear it out. Yeah. Fantastic. I used St. Croix rods while I was up there. Check those out if you're in the uh, rod market, all species. If you want to be like Vance, you're going to run St. Croix. My God. Yeah, and, and half, the, half the other people the industry <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm trying to pump you up for this this is your show oh man this one's your baby the pressure's on yeah. like the canada can't trip the pressure man can't take the pressure all right we can't do andy's canada trip i know that well we're going to <laughs> next week except i'm going to oh. canada next week no kidding. Are you really? Yep. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to some big water, Niagara Falls. Oh, God. You got suckered and you crossing the border. Uh, we got our passports a couple months ago, and wow. I, I am literally down to the That's wire. Gonna... I, this, it, like, If I could have found an excuse for not going next week, we wouldn't go this year. You're going to be so nervous. This is going to be great. Yeah, you just watch. I'm going to be, like, detained at borders, and they're going to be like, yeah, you're going to spend 10 years in this jail. And I'm like, but my kids, because my boy, he's a weapon of mass destruction. If you just ask Vance. Don't take those uh, insane weapons you have in that, like, third trunk in the 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 (laughs) ridge. Okay, I'm going to have to. I forget what what trip that was. I think, I think we went to Chicago. Chicago Muskie show, yeah. And I, you were like, "Should I bring this?" And you like pulled out like <laughs> a chain <laughs> and like a sledgehammer. I was like, "Sure." And then the next one was like a baseball bat, and one was a machete. I thought it was like the fight scene from Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> you, you threw a what? trident into a man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What is this stuff?" <laughs> sure, man, bring it. Just in case. <laughs> okay. Always be prepared. I, I need to clear this one up a little bit because this chain that Vance was talking about is a nylon toe strap just in case you need to get a pull or to pull somebody. It's not a chain. It's a nylon strap. I, you were very serious about it. <laughs> I was like, Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And I want to I want to fill some people in when Vance said this third trunk. So, if anybody's seen a ridgeline, you can open up the tailgate two ways. It's it would swing open like a door or drop down like a normal tailgate. And then there's a latch and it's I, I'm not going to say it's hidden, but you can open up this trunk in the bed that has ample room. Like when we went to Kentucky, I packed two crossbows and a whole bunch of food into this. And mm-hmm. in there now, Vance made it seem like I'm like this crazy serial killer. The machete's mm-hmm. in there for when I go bank yanking. There's times I'm hacking my way through Vietnam to get to these spots. That's why the machete is in there. It's not because I want to run someone down in a dark alley. But this you other... might as well just what, what, like, re- play this for the, the border police when they detain you. Mm-hmm. And they ask you what all these things are for. Yes, well, me laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> machetes for bank tech, and this is for towing. 
Tell them you're the Terminator, they'll understand. <laughs> That's right. And then Vance is correct. There is a like a baton bat looking thing. I it actually I acquired that when I bought my first house while we were digging out all their junk because I bought a basket case of a house originally. And in this one trunk in a dark corner of the basement was this turned up late weapon. bat looking thing. And there's a pretty sizable dent in it. So I'm I'm hoping that like some kid was messing around and hit like a cinder block with it and not someone's jaw. But there's not hair hair in the dent, is there? No, there's some discoloration that I, I'm thinking oh. is like shoe polish or a stain, but Oh, probably. Spread. Yeah. Some it's, spread. Yeah, it's it's sticky in one spot still, but it's red? Yeah, red. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But uh no, so I just kind of keep that in this this trunk compartment. To be honest, I yeah. have really no idea why because I have firepower in the front seat. So <laughs> just be like, hey, hold on, sir. Let me go Not around Chicago. back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did leave everything back home uh, um, okay. by, by firepower. I did not cross the borders into Chicago with my conceal. But anyways, right. I forget what we were even doing, but that As was a we good thing. Yeah, yeah, we got off topic there. Anyway, what, do you think? what do you think? Yo, yo. Yo, yo, up, down. That's right. Yeah. Muskie's Inc. Get a hold of the people in Muskie's Inc. You can find your local chapter. Most every state that has Muskie's has a chapter. Get a hold of them. I mean, it's our sounding voice. I think it's very important to be a member. They put on great tournaments. You know, I we get to see them up at, uh, up at our lake all the time. People really enjoy coming up. Look forward to them a year in advance sometimes, you know, take your take your vacation, get involved in all that kind of stuff. A lot of fun stuff you can get involved with there. Meet a lot of good people and get some good information. Access to the lunge log, all this stuff can really help you out, especially at, when you're, you know, fighting that beginner's curve. And uh, you can see that maybe you don't have to buy $300 baits to catch a fish. There's a lot of fish caught and stuff that isn't like that, but... Uh, Get a hold of them. I think it's really important. They do a lot of great stuff. They do what they can. The local chapters are the ones that have to take it to the next level. But uh, and those like local chapters to take it to the next level need active members. Yes, yep, for sure. So it falls on the shoulders of some of the members if if you want to really make this a next level club. But yep. If Your you, chapter is going to be what what it's going to be mm-hmm. because of involvement from the people. Yeah. So, big thanks, Muskie's Inc. Join now and tell them that Yo Yo Up Down Todd sent you. <laughs> we should bring back the rap. Yeah, eventually. This winter, I'll have some more time to work on my lyrics. Nice. I'm not thinking lyrics right now. I'm thinking mm-hmm. musky. Mm-hmm. And Vance, you got to think musky in another country. I did. He did, yeah. but I'm going to first ask you this. If you guys had to choose. Ah. Uh, we were a little rusty. We got to knock this rust off. Uh, yeah. It's been like two weeks since we did one. So if you guys had to choose, and I don't even know if we've done this one, but this kind of falls into... Uh, what Vance has come back from because he's a prime example of this. If you had to choose 
would you go on, I'm going to say, an exotic trip? By exotic meaning not your typical thing, something that you have to plan for, or go right back to your favorite little nook? You have a couple days to fish or just, you know, add a time frame to it or whatever. Uh, I'm not going to specify that real tight, but do you want to take that trip to unknown or do you want to go to your favorite main staple? Because I got a picture from Vance today, so I already know. I'm pretty sure you sent me that photo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I sent you a picture. Okay. Who is this all fishing related? This is all fishing related. Yeah. We're going to, it's a musky podcast. So let's okay. keep it at least somewhat central on that. <laughs> okay. So, so, so go somewhere uh, that you're comfortable in fishing or go on to new waters, maybe. Essentially, yeah. Like more, more of a destination trip. Yeah. Or just go to your home lake or something. Or just okay. go to your I favorite w- place. Okay. Um, I mean, now I, I would really, I enjoy going to my favorite place in Canada. Um, oh, so you're like double dipping on this one. Well, I, I, I enjoy going to like where I just was. Mm-hmm. Comfortable there. Um, it's relaxing. And um, that's why I, I enjoy going there so much. It's a little bit of everything that I can do. I can fish, I can hike, do all that stuff. I know the way to get there. Um, so it's kind of nice just to kick back and relax and fish um, rather than going somewhere from a like a busy guide season and then take this uh, take a, like a chance trip uh, right now and have to plan for it and be like, oh my gosh, I don't know where I'm going to go, where the rocks are, where weed beds are, things like that. Start that whole process over from the daily grind. I was kind of just looking forward to doing what I know, you know, and that would, that led to a more uh, relaxing experience for me. Oh, that's I, I kind of like that angle you took because it, it wasn't what I was really thinking, um, you know, but I worded it to where it actually fit like your vacation spot. And, and this is actually a better, better way of, of there you go. putting it your yep. vacation spot. You're going to go to your favorite vacation spot rather than what I was kind of aiming for was the comforts of home, your favorite uh, there, but your favorite vacation spot, or you're going to roll a dice on a new vacation spot. That's even better. Okay. How, how, yeah, how you did that. Fishing, fishing vacation spot. Yeah, I mean, if I went on a real vacation, I'd do not no fishing at all. You know, that's that's real. That's nice. And now this was relaxing for me, but it's still a, a crap ton of work to do that. You know, it's really not like kick your feet back stuff. I'm you know pampering myself. It's like uh, I got to get up every day and and you know go fish and try to get a bite. But it's a lot. Uh, nicer for me because i know the area and uh you know i've been doing it for some years now so um that's where the relaxation the the peace of mind comes in uh, in it 
I don't really feel like trying to learn the body of water right now. I'm just showing up and, you know, I don't, I don't, just not in the cards for me right now. So I like what I just did. All right, Todd. Yeah, I'm, man, I'm, I'm going to be just copying Vance here. You know, I've been to Canada so many times over the years, so many different lakes. Uh, I really have no desire to go like try to learn another lake. Now I can, I can pick some lakes that I haven't been to in 20 years, but I still remember that stuff. You know, I have my own little homemade maps downstairs. There's a lot of those I'd like to go back and revisit. So there's some, I'm somewhat familiar with them, but you know, things change over a long time. But, you know, as far as going and learning a new lake and, going somewhere oh this place is great right now i just soon just go up where i <laughs> some of these places i know they're still great i'd like to go somewhere that i was still a little bit familiar with i mean i wouldn't want to take a vacation on my home lake because i'm there every day i wouldn't really care to go fish there just for the heck of it but uh lots of places in canada i'd like to go up to right now you know, if I had to choose one of them, I don't know which one I'd even choose. There's just lots of them I've been to, lots of them I haven't been to in a long time. And it was probably five, six years ago we went to the one, uh, I went to a lake that I hadn't been to in a long time. And uh, everyone was like, oh, it's been slow up there. Nothing's been happening. And I went back to my same old spots. And, I mean, we we started getting them right off the bat, you know. Uh, I hadn't been there in a while. Now it's been 10 years since I've been there since that trip. I'd like to go back there again. I think we'll go get them is what I would do. But I am familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. How about you? I kind of worked myself out of even being able to have a, you know, a hand in this, this deal right now because. Uh, Anywhere you go is going to be new. Pretty much, yeah. unless it's yeah. just local you stuff. Re, you have to re-carve your, your trails. I got bank. a machete for that, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, more or less, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking when you guys, you know, were talking about all this stuff. Obviously, like I just mentioned earlier and po- poked fun at my array of weaponry, um, I've never been to Canada. I've fished muskies in Mille Lacs, northwest Pennsylvania, a couple little lakes in western New York and cave run. And I don't want to say that I would, I, you know, I didn't know anything about Malax. I went with a guide who was very hard on his equipment and I had fun doing it, but I didn't, I mean, I can point to the bay. I caught the muskie in, but other than that, I don't know anything about the lake. Um, I, I, we fished cave run for what, four days, five days, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. four days. I mean, we, we went to the staples that we went, you know, we, we put the odds on and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that if I wanted just to go poke around and explore, that would be a fun one to poke around and explore on. But, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't really want to drive seven hours South just to do that when I hear all these cool stories of driving seven hours north. 
So really everything for me, I can't say like, I got to go back to my staple. The only thing I was thinking of is the leaves are starting to change and I'm really starting to look to picking up a rod for some fall fishing. It just, it, it falls better. Oh, fall, uh, double word there. It, it, it works out better for me to start fishing in the fall before anything else. So, um, yeah. I, that's so really, I mean, I'm, I've, I worked myself out of this just to kind of fit in Vance's angle, which I liked it better, but yeah, it, it pretty much shut me out on this. So, yeah, I don't, you know, we could talk about it. I, I'm going to go back to, again, this it's relaxing and there's family on board with it too. That's huge in the travel, uh, Hey, let's go to Canada for a week to fish. Well, let's go to a national park instead. You know, there, there, that that rebuttal isn't happening. Uh, my family's like really, <clears throat> my family side of it's like, yeah, let's go. It's a lot of fun. You know, there's there's that peace of mind too uh, in going. It's kind of hard to get everybody on board to spend a, you know a week away from home and work. Uh, that's your vacation week to go and fish uh, when we're doing it pretty much all the time in the summer, you know? So that's, yeah. And like, let's, part of it. I think that I can, you know, a lot of people can relate to, to where I'm coming from with this and that I actually did take the boat out and I did musky fish during the couple weeks advance was gone. And it, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to sugarcoat this a little bit. It was very difficult. And, I had like 20, 30 minutes of fishing. I'm going to say 30 minutes max. It depends on when you officially count when you're fishing to when you're done fishing. But it's just, it's it's hard. It's hard to do the boat. It can be done in the boat, but the kids are so young. My boy just wants to open up every compartment. doesn't matter what we're doing. He just wants to grab everything out. My daughter, she's a little bit worried about the whole water deal. You know, my wife, she's just kind of there more worried about the kids. I'm trying to drive the boat, dodge everybody, floating weeds, water's awful, running six rods, and more or less, I'm just like, it's we're done. And the thing is, is it's like, at, at some point, you're trying to get the kids involved enough to have that spark to want to do it. And I know my boy, he's going to want to. I'm trying to get mm-hmm. my daughter, because she's, she's a little over six now. And if, if I could keep her halfway interested, then at that point, I got the leverage of two kids. Mama will come along then. And, you know, a, as they get older, the trips can last longer than 20 minutes. And, you know, get them involved early enough to where maybe it is something. Because I just can't see, you know, let's just, let's just say I do leverage a trip to a destination spot. And I'm like, I'm going to pull the boat because we're going to go fishing. We're going to be gone for five days. I literally might get a half a day to fish. And do you know how much headache that's going to be to haul a boat and gear around to go do everything else with the family? It's just, it's not there. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'm picking my battles here and I'm trying to get the kids warmed up to it. Try to get mama loosened up to the whole fact that the kids, if they fall in with life vests, they're not going to die. And, you know, we're only going four miles an hour, four or five miles an hour. It's easy to scoop them back up, but they're never in danger. But it's always, you know, when you're a protective parent, all those things are 
magnified in the moment. So it's difficult, but I'm still trying to keep that going. I, you know, I probably won't get another trip with them this year. I might be able to sneak one out next year with them, maybe two, depending on how things go. And you, you try to build it slow. That's where I'm at. Other people just, the baby's just, just fresh out of the oven. You wipe it off and you put it in the car seat in the boat. I've seen people with pictures like that. Oh, and, yeah. And that really depends on the whole family dynamic there, but that's not mine. Mm. So that's that's where I'm coming from. But, yeah, Vance, you, you're like, we're going to go do this, and you're able to go do it, and it's actually justifiable to haul the boat up there. Mm-hmm. And the first time I went up with, with – with, uh, my fiance, I had to uh, do a little convincing too. You know, I turned it into a couple national parks and then we had two days to fish, you know, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And it, I just lucked out in that, uh, in that situation. And there was no kids involved. So, you know, we'll see. <clears throat> hey, just, there. just, to, I, I know, I know Vance probably knows the answer, but I'm going to ask Todd this question. Uh, having young kids, does it make it a easier to do things or b harder to do things? Yeah, <laughs> b b plus. Sure. sure. Yeah, it's yeah. enjoy it. Enjoy this freedom now. I I, nah, I, I don't. It's not. I, it's it's all good. The show must go on. You know, the show must go on. I'm I'm not wishing that you you get locked down. I'm just saying that it thinks <laughs> I'm things... never I'm never gonna be that. I'm never ever gonna be that. There would never ever be a time in my life where uh, that happens. But I'll, I'll be able to. I'll just I'm, I'm I'll set myself up to be able to continue doing what I'm doing. Are, are you like? I would a disaster plan. To, I already am. To to start. <laughs> To quote Patrice O'Neill, if you can't walk away in 15 seconds, you're too attached. Yes. <laughs> I'm already... And that working. involves your kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they will have 15... They will have 14 seconds of daddy time. <laughs> if you can't walk away in 15 seconds, you're too attached. <laughs> hey, enough. Look, I don't have any kids. I'm living the the life right now and i'm sure that'll change someday but let's get into canada okay all right so let's uh, have to talk about let's this. uh give give us the, the the good details from you know the last that we we talked to you you were um kind of i don't want to i don't this is a bad word but borderline freaking out slash bragging that you weren't really even packed and we were recording a show when you should have been getting ready. I was not. I was, yeah, I was a little bit uh, flustered because nothing was packed. But it was all right in front of me, and I was pretty much ready to go. Right, and I I, uh, I said this is a bad word to describe it, but I had to just put yeah. it out there. So I didn't, you know what I meant. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy. That was a crazy night. I was barely ready. Uh, everything was last minute, but that's what happens when you uh, – off the work, top of your head, give us a checklist. So you're going fishing. Give us a checklist. And if if, if you miss anything on, on this rapid fire fastball that I just did, Todd will pick up the slack. What do you look for? Go. <laughs> New leaders, full spools, Wileys, um, food, beer, clothes for the week, passports, money. 
um, get all my Chautauqua gear out of the boat, um, cover the boat, um, oil change. Um, that's pretty much where I'm at, where I was. But I had to do that in like one day. It's crazy. Okay. And you wasted an hour and a half talking to us. Oh, it was a very nice hour and a half. <clears throat> so I wouldn't consider it a complete waste. Partial waste. Um, but I was ready. I was ready to go. And, um, I drove up at like 10 PM and I got to the lake by I don't know, 10 AM and I started fishing. Now, did, how much sleep did you get? Because this is important. Uh, I fished the whole day and I, I worked the whole day prior to leaving. Um, so I had about two and a half hours of sleep in two days in like 48 hours. Could one say that, um, Snickers, Mountain Dew, Skittles, did you have uh, the Terminator had, uh, mode on? I did. I had, but I used, uh, just coffee and, uh, beef jerky and very nice. Um, yeah. So I was, I was ready to go. Now, was this like homemade beef jerky? Did you stop at some gas station? It was Jack's Links. It was the... Did you find Sasquatch? Stuff. No, it was bad. It's <laughs> but, expensive. Um, well, I know yeah. Andy said, could one say, I could say, that I would not do... I can't do that anymore. Yeah, I, and I'm... I can't there. do... I can't I do... Just, too, I don't want to... I did... Know, I don't want to do it anymore. It's just not worth it. It, it gets you it feel like trash. trash. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I said when I when I got up there. I was like, "What the hell am I doing this for?" I'm like, "I can't I just get in here at a normal hour and like <laughs> go to bed and then fish? Why do I have to?" It's like, so it's so yeah, it's so fun I, though. I mean, I did so that much for it. so many years. You pull in and and I can remember pulling in at two a.m. and then you unpack real quick get into your place and you're like well we could go to sleep or we could launch oh, let's awesome. launch at yeah, 2 a.m yeah and just let's just launch the boat then we'll be ready for the morning and then you mm -hmm. launch the boat and one thing leads to another and next thing you know it's cracking daylight and it's like well we could sleep or we could just start now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. used to yeah. do it yeah it's no, bad. I'd be like, okay, get me up when I'll, I'll get up here in a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. my memory, my memory's hazy from those first couple of days because of that. <laughs> and every time I get in there, I'm like, oh, we got to tell the hotel that I'm not going to be checking in at any reasonable hour yeah. that they say of where, you know, check-ins from 3 p.m. till 11 and I'll be like, yeah, hey, just make sure you're up for me because I'm coming in at 11 p.m. to check in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You should just and sleep in like the car because you'll get just as good a quality sleep, but then you wouldn't be charged for the room. I should, yeah. That's like that's the first night stay, you know. Like your first yeah. night stay is I'm fishing all day. I'm not even – I'm there before check-in time and, you know, fishing before check-in time because I'm mm -hmm. there. 
So I always have to make sure that somebody's, you know, at the desk or has keys for me um, mm. to get in. And then you, you fish all day and you get in and you got to eat something. And then you have to, and then I unpacked everything and it was just, oh, felt like crap. How's your hand? My hands are great. Are they? Good. They're wonderful. Okay. Uh, I, I, the, I, after that first one, I'm like, oh, you're healed. After the second, you know, no, explain. My, they're terrible, aren't they? No, no, my hands are great. They're they're fantastic. Uh, they really are. I mean, I did a <laughs> lot of a lot of water releases, um, which is great. And you shot up with stem cells because the last you left here, you had like two functional digits. I did, yeah, I really did. But there's still a little bit of pain in them. But um, and I <laughs> I do have some like you know gill rakers and stuff like that on the backside. But uh, that's good. That's that's all it, good stuff there. Yeah, it, it it was it was great. It was great. I still need the longer uh, boga thing. It I just can't I can't take it. But uh, first day of fishing was great. We got on the water. Um, Pod was alluding to how some people say it's slow in areas. Uh, and when he would get up there and he went out and had success, well, that's kind of what happened. Uh, I was launching and there were some other people launching. They're like, it sucks. It's terrible up here. Forget about it. You know, doom and gloom stuff. And But uh, I'm going to interrupt you. Did they by chance give you tips on where to fish? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to, I want to, before you say anything else. So these people come up to some, you know, willingly share information. Hey, the fishing sucks. It's been slow, blah, blah, blah. By the way, fish over here. That's where they've been at. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to listen to that? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. Right. The fishing's been slow, but here's how you get them. I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you haven't been uh, catching them, so I should fish where you're at mm-hmm. and not catch them. Right, right. Yeah, so I quickly, in a sleepless mind, realized that that was a bunch of funny business. And I just kind of went out and did my thing. And within the first hour, we had a uh, 47 and a 46 in the boat. And it was a lot of fun. And... Uh, they're just, I don't know what it is about those fish. They're just absolutely batshit crazy. They fight insane. It just, you feel undermatched. At least I do. And then like later in the day, I reeled in like a 37. I thought it was another big one. Was it the lack of sleep? No, it was just they, the way that they like thumped and the thing, how the thing was running. It was just crazy. Tell me you were there doing was, like this audible woo as it's peeling line and you're just like being all cocky about it and it comes in and it's just like, oh, geez. And you just hope no, no one was looking and you're all embarrassed. I am like the exact opposite when I'm reeling in a fish. I'm like, it's going to get off. We're done for. <laughs> you know, just pull the plug now 
the bilge never quit working. Hear me say like, we fish on board. Yeah. Here we go. I'm just like, shit. Barely hooked. Yeah, we're we're screwed. This thing's barely hooked. I'm done. And then it's like in the bag, and I still am not happy. It's gonna jump out of the bag. Just just throw the net in the water and leave. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> as of late, I've been like, oh great. Now I have to screw with this thing. I'm gonna put a hook in my hand. It's gonna bite me. <laughs> <laughs> you got PTSD, and now you're up in Canada, and you're gonna have this hook to where you're gonna have to force it out of your hand. Yes, but uh, yeah. So uh, the great like for first couple of days up there, and I really just did with what I was comfortable with and what I knew, and uh, fortunately it worked. And um, you know, it took me a while to get used to them, uh, a while to get used to the sounds of the clicker, which one was actually big. Um, but they fight like crazy. It just is nuts. And uh, Todd, have you have you experienced oh, that as well? Oh gosh, yeah, going to Canada, yeah, yeah. It it it, it is so much fun. I mean, I, I think fans did a lot of trolling, and you go up there trolling. We're used to. It's just a, like a big scramble the whole time that we're fishing right now. You know, running running all these rods, and now now you got one. You got a, a buddy with you, or. A, Beyonce mm-hmm. or your wife or your dad or somebody and each got a rod on each side the rod goes off but yeah they, they go out they, they uh i mean i totally feel that those fish are insane do, do you have jumping, a theory jumping insane i don't i don't know you know you when i first go up <laughs> sometimes I, I do the same thing you build a fish in it's like wow that's not near as big as I thought it was going to be <laughs> you know but you know some of the lakes that I fish they in the, when you go up there in the summer they like to jump so as soon as you hear a rod go off all you have to do is turn around and look and you can see the fish flying out of the water it's like oh it's a big one it's a small one it's whatever medium range yes. but they hit the same way they just they rip the line like no other. They do. I mean, there's uh, just non nonstop the entire reel in. Uh, you're looking mm-hmm. at you start with sixty foot of line. You go to engage the fish. It's in the hundred something. Um, and you know, midway through the fight, you can hear uh, the line peel again. You know, it's just like the clicker's yeah. gone. They're taking more, and mm-hmm. they're jumping. That stuff's uh, crazy. The first couple we got were really were big ones. Nice. Uh, you know, 47, 46 is a great first couple hours. And they were nowhere near as heavy as uh, the fish that we catch on our home body of water is. But well, let's do a comparison. So... You have a 46, 47-inch class fish up and where you're fishing in Canada. What do you think the equivalent inch range in Chautauqua would be to equal that weight? Uh, to equal the weight? So those like those those um, upper 40s were like 20 to 22 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the... Like in Chautauqua, you can get a, 
you can get like a 42 at 20 pounds. Yeah. You, you know, something like that. And something like that. Uh, it doesn't anywhere near do what those fish do on the line. 46 at Chautauqua, 47 at Chautauqua. You can dance with 30 pounds. You hit it right. Um, and, you know, it doesn't just like you don't know it's that really big of a big or a, a 30 pounder until you're like, oh, look at that thing in the net. That's a really nice one. When these like rods start zinging and and they're fighting up in Canada, uh, <laughs> it's it's indescribable unless you experience it. I, I don't know. You just you never know. It, it threw me off. Threw me off to the last day of how what I thought was a big one or what I didn't. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but insanity. We got a lot of nice fish, um, a lot of big fish, and uh, so. I was really pumped about it. I did pull. Um, there was, I forget what's this, might have been the second or third day that we got a, uh, a 50. And do you want to, can you, I'm, I'm going to interrupt again. Break, I heard the story last night. And there was one part of the story that I really liked when you were telling when you engage the rod from where oh, yeah. it was left out and just give the whole story on that, because I think that really paints a good picture of what you've been trying to discuss. And like what Todd's been talking about, those fish are just animals up there. Yeah. So I put out, um, I was running a lot of joined the plugs. I was running Wiley's. I was running Baker's. I was running DK's. Um, and for this, uh, this situation, I put out, uh, a DK lure. It's a jointed 50 finder. Um, and I put it out at where I thought that it would be down, uh, near where I was marking this bait, which was like 20 feet. And so I, uh. 20 feet down. down. So, yeah. Okay. I punched it. I punched it down, um, with a 120 foot of line out. And I figured I was in that area, if not right above it, maybe 18, 18 foot down. And, um, baits at 20 feet. So I was like, yeah. And I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm just starting to feel normal at this point in the trip, like three days into it. I got a good night's rest. Um, and I was like, this one's going to get, get the big one. I just said it. I was, I was marking a bunch of stuff down there and just feel it. You know, generally when I say that it doesn't work, <laughs> but, um, this time it did. The X rotated and it sounded like a, just, a snag, a snag that continued into, um, when I got up and heard that I was like, mine, my rod, I hmm. wanted the fish. Did you push the other person over in the boat and say mine? No. I mean, I, I said, this is mine. 
you know, just very, and, and I got up, this is where I was talking about how being quick to that rod was very important because I was missing some fish early. Uh, and I thought it was cause I wasn't engaging them quick enough because I was still getting used to how these things reacted. Uh, you know, when, when they hit and you, when you decide to reel and stuff like that. So, okay. Okay. Let me ask you this. How do you set your drag? Is, is there like a, you wrap it around a couple fingers and you give it a pull? Do you have to like pull hard, medium? Is there a, I, I kind of, I kind of up it on these, on the fish. Now I, I went with like a, like my normal drag on, um, but like what I normally would do it on a charter. Okay. So I just give it a, a nice taut pull and it, and my drag set. Well, so I went up there with a, let's just say a Chautauqua drag that I, that I normally run. And I had some misses and I thought it was because the, the drag was too loose. So I tightened it up a little bit just for peace of mind to think that I would get a better hook set mm-hmm. uh, on the initial hit which we've been talking about is very aggressive and it's mm-hmm. it's it's a very very hard pull and it's non-stop <laughs> boom, 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 boom. and uh so i was like i'm just going to tighten this drag up a little bit uh for these because i think that i'm not getting good hooks into them so uh it's a tight drag and it goes crazy. I get up, I run back to the rod. It's still ripping out. It goes from 120. It's in the 200s. Just <laughs> in the time from when the initial to you got there. Yeah. So imagine that sound. And I, I, I know what that sound sounds like. I've caught logs before. Yeah. <laughs> it was snagged up on the bottom. <laughs> And then, and then I see the rod start to buckle, and I'm feeling it at this point, and I'm just like, "Wow, this is crazy this is a fish. <laughs> this is a big, this is a big one." And uh, I was leaving the other rod out there because it was just one rod, and with how crazy they they fight and stuff, you can still manage that one rod very easily. Um, but the other rod was still out there, and I'm fighting this thing when it's running on me. And when I was engaging it and I, and I, and I looked down, it's, it was like it won 90 and it's, it took drag again and it starts to cross the boat, the back of the transom from, uh, you know, starboard side to port side, like just like nothing. I'm like, Oh my God, uh, you gotta get that other rod in. And I'm like, start reeling that other rod in. Oh, I start reeling the other rod in and, uh, the lure gets caught in, in the line that I'm fighting the fish with. And um, it's just the last treble hook. And I'm like, oh, my God, this sucks so bad. I'm like, what should I do right now? I really want to catch this. I think I can fix the other problem if I just hand the rod off. But I really want this one. <laughs> so I don't want to let go of the pole. Um so I'm just like thinking and I'm fighting the fish and it's taking runs on me again. And I'm watching the line go through the hooks and, uh, I'm trying to pull the line away from it getting caught in other treble hooks. Um, then we really have a problem, but it's just that last treble hook on the tail end of the bait. And so I'm just like, you know, it hit free spool on it. And 
we'll see what happens. So we open up the bale on the other one, and the fish, uh, much to my luck, took a run, and that other line out of that back treble hook just kind of went right out of it as it was free spool in the direction that it was running again. And um, so now it's net time. That was insane. Um, and I did hand the rod off at that point because it was a big one. And the person I was with couldn't net the fish, has no idea. He's never used a net in his life. Um, so I hand that pole off and the fish decides to run again. It came up and I was like, oh my God, that's a 50. And he starts walking backwards and the fish is like, the fish is right there for like close enough. I, I, I like let, let it off with like 20, 20 foot of line so I can get ready to net it. I thought it was just going to be a continuous flight, but when it came up and it showed its face, it started to run again. And I was like, oh no. Did you rip the rod out of your friend's hand and say, this is mine now? No, no. I was like, oh no, it's running again. And he's backing up. So this thing's ripping line and he's on the other side of the boat. And now it feels like I'm in charter mode. And I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing this? <laughs> That's charter mode? <laughs> 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 well, I went from like complete control. I had this fish, you know, and then I handed it off to somebody who's very green and it's a big one. And I'm just like, oh, God, we lost it. It's like I said, when there's a fish on the hook, I constantly think it's going to get off until the picture is taken. Um, so I get just like, I start saying like, no, no, no. I start this like crazy uh, voice that I don't even like, I'm not even conscious that I'm using. I'm can you, can you try to do it? I can't. I, I'm, I'm, you'll, have to, you'll have to book up and we'll yeah. have to get into a big one. Um, for you to hear this, but the fish starts running again and he's walking backwards and there's not good tension on the rod and it turns around and it's like spitting hooks as it's shaking its head like crazy spitting hooks. Bum, 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 bum. It's the last treble hook. It is in the, in the top mandible, like ripping it apart in this fish as it's thrashing back and forth. And I just get it in the net. It was like a teeter-totter, like half body in, in the water, half body in the net. I'm like, you know, it's just the momentum worked in my favor, and we finally got it in the bag. I think I sent that picture to you of, like, the lure hanging there and the fish with his mouth wide open. You could see all his gills, mm-hmm. um, and that hook is just, like, right in there, and that's what I was looking at as it was going crazy at the side of the boat and man i was i was relieved couldn't believe it we got it in the bag but that was the biggest fish of of the trip um and it just kind of dwarfed all the other ones weight wise uh, lengthwise and the special story they just, just fight like crazy and that was that was fun because I don't get the real many in. I got the real lot in this, this trip and it was a lot of fun and especially do a big one. Um, man, that, that, that kind of made the trip. So you also got later in the trip, you did get another big one in the boat. 
Yeah, we got we got a lot a lot of nice size fish. A lot of upper forties. We have forty nines, forty eights, forty sevens, tons of forty fives and forty sixes. Um, so I had a good good time. Just a, unbelievable. You are having an incredible season for percentage of fish over certain amount of inches. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just great. It was just great. There is some some uh, some negatives to the trip, though. Uh oh. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot. There, yeah, there, there, I got all night, buddy. Let's hear him. Well, I'll, I'll just focus on a couple. I'll just focus on it. Don't couple. say there's a lot because I so, want to hear a lot. Well, if the the fishing was great, and if the fishing wasn't as good as it was, then the trip would have absolutely sucked. Uh, because it was very. It was hard on my equipment. It was hard on my truck. Um, and I really, I cared at the moment, but now that I'm back home, I really don't care about it because the boat was fine. The boat came. It's fine. Everything's good. You know, the truck, however, the brakes are effed. The windshield is cracked in four places. <laughs> um, it's better than cracking four windshields. You'd rather have it cracked in four places and replaced yeah. once than four separate times. Yeah. Uh, you know, I my tires are all jacked up. Um, just a lot of wear and tear there. The areas that I was fishing, the entire place was under construction and the con if you complain about construction at any part where you're living wherever you're listening magnify it uh tenfold except when you're magnifying this actually dumb it down because it's so slow and the people are working at turtle speeds and the roads were all messed up and there was so much loose gravel um, that it, when I would run into these construction zones, it would tack on a lot of hours to get to the areas that I wanted to fish. Um, not only because of the traffic, but I'm now towing uh, this beautiful boat in loose gravel. It's not like your off off road dirt stuff. It's just like would be like driving on a uh, triaxle of like drop cinders. You know, it's not. It, it, they didn't like pack it. Mm -hmm. It like hadn't been steamrolled yet. And any time I wanted to do something nice, i.e., uh, go out for a day of boating, pleasure boating, and exploring, hiking. I would run into these situations uh, with with this gravel, and 
I was doing like five, 10 mile an hour because I was looking in my rear view and I was just kicking up stones like crazy. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to just ruin the gel coat on this boat. You know, I'm, I'm going to crush it. It's kicking up stones. I'm seeing them, uh, in, on my casting deck in my cockpit when, after I get to these places. So there's stones going everywhere. And every time I wanted to do something nice and just like not focus the, the trip all on fishing, um, I would run into this stuff and it would make for very testing, uh, conversations in the car, things like that. I would just do like that. Damn it. Uh, you know, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> so I wasn't in like the best. The so you, best you were just like a lunatic in there, just cursing at, rocks pretty much yeah yeah and everything everything surrounding it uh and it it did it, it, it was my demise i mean it, they got me good at points and uh so i like that would eventually lead me to have to travel with the cover on all the time and that's a pain in the ass and i don't want to do that when i'm on vacation i have to cover the boat just to drive you know which should be a half an hour that takes me two and a half hours to get to the place because I'm driving in the middle of nowhere on ship and there's steamrollers there, but nobody seems to be using them. They're just sitting around smoking cigarettes and <laughs> you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't stand this. So, but you know, my truck, on ship, my windshield got cracked so many times. It was so funny cause I could see the, the rocks coming. And I was just screaming. I'm like, ah, and then it would like <laughs> just like <laughs> impact and crack. And I'm just like, yep, it's good. Great. You know? <laughs> so, I, mean, I was just, like I said, that stuff sucks. Anybody that goes through that, you know, if that, if I was back home, I would come home and just be like, well, great. Now I have to get on with like state farm and just be like, yo, like, I need a new windshield, but, I was going to the lake, and with how good the fishing was, it just kind of offset it. So I wouldn't even care. And then when I towed the boat home, I'd be like, well, i got to do this again tomorrow. And I would be very upset. And there's that anxiety feeling that one of those rocks is going to hit my boat windshield or something like that. And I'm going to have a brand-new Ranger used for a season that looks like I just used it like one of those Triumph videos and just ran it, you know, without a uh, a trailer and did a bunch of backflips and stuff and mm -hmm. dropping it on cement. Yeah. So, but everything was good when those rods went off. So that, uh, my stuff took a beating. It's all worth it though. Mm -hmm. I'll fix it after the winter. I might have to do it before the winter though, because brakes are important. Tires are very important. And then when you start messing with those temperatures of extreme cold to, uh, you know, putting on your heat in your car, it, I could see that whole windshield just like falling Ace into Ventura, itself. You know, like driving like Ace Ventura um, out the window, sub degree temperatures in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, with my head out the window to see. So I got to get that taken care of eventually. But, yeah, so what's up with the brakes? 
I don't know. You know, I just replaced them. It's just, who knows? I don't know. They just go. When I hit the brakes, I go faster. It just are loud, grinding. I think the ceramics are worn through already again. You know, I don't know. It's an interesting dust that those roads put off up there. It's not like down here. It's like a white film um, that was just like encompassed my truck uh, and boat, which I've washed. And it looks like brand new now, which is very cool. But it was just like hazy. Almost looked like how if you would just not wash your car in the winter and just would drive on like the salt, you know, with all the salt residue and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how, how it looked. But it's in the middle of summer and that's just kind of what you're driving on up there. And, you know, whatever. It's worth it. Is it? I love it. I'll go, I'll go back. Yeah. I'll go back again. Um, and I realized when I go like up there for a week that, you know, I could be going to other places. I could be going to St. Clair. I could be going to like the woods. Um, I can be going to the St. Lawrence, but I'm comfortable up in the Georgian Bay and all the surrounding lakes there. And, uh, family aspect seems to enjoy it. Um, I could also see if something like horrible happened like that in an area I was unfamiliar in, I probably wouldn't be able to adapt, you know? So that's why I like going to what I'm comfortable with, you know? I don't know. Very I nice. like it. I got, I, I took, you know, we, we did a lot of, a lot of mornings on, on uh, in the, in the bay and hitting up the big water and stuff and uh, you know found some shipwrecks caught a couple of fish which was surprising um, but I was doing it in a way that um, you know it was essentially like short lining areas and. You know, you think more like rocks and banging stuff up there. And uh, we had some success doing that. Uh, nothing big, all dinks for the bay, but um, had a lot of fun doing that. And, uh, you know, just neat stuff to look at up there when you're on the giant body of water uh, and it's so crystal clear and the water's blue. Um, the rocks are big. And you see, you know, you're taking a run and, you know, maybe a hundred feet to the right of you, it's, you know, two foot of water, uh, but you're in a channel that's a hundred and some feet down and there's lake trout there. And, you know, that's, that's neat. Very like cool. That. You feel, you feel out there. Well, you kind of are. Yeah, you are. Did the uh, eagle ever catch the loons? No, yeah. And the Canadian loons, those are always a uh, those are always a a perk up there. Listening to them when you're on the water, and I just heard them going like crazy. 
making making noise and then i saw this bald eagle come down and it was like going after the babies and the mom and dad were going nuts fighting off this eagle it was like a once in a life you know i'll probably never see something like that again i was just uh in the right spot at the right time and they they fought off this this eagle it was crazy and the, the eagle obviously jumped uh, in size Mm-hmm. And uh, it worked. I put the binoculars down. Was looking at them. They had their two babies. The whole family was still together, and they kind of went off onto land after that. I don't know, just to like re, you know, regroup. Mm-hmm. And the eagle just like took off and was so high in the air, you know, in the clouds. It's it's amazing how high those birds get. Uh, you know, they're just like soaring up there high as like iron skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. Nuts. But that was, that was neat. You know, you see some different wildlife. Um, I saw a bunch of deer. Any some moose? Button box. No. Oh, you no. like those button box. I t- Yeah. I shoot them off. them thinking they're dumb. Unfortunately. <laughs> they were, sh- they were shooters in my eye. But, uh, <laughs> You know, it was uh, it was a good trip. Very. I came came back, went on Chautauqua today. Another interesting thing, I had my uh, I put three rods out and was trolling, got a fish on. And I was just like, eh. I was like, oh, I must have hit weeds. I'm gonna sit here and just enjoy sitting down. And there was a fish on there, and. I still had like my Canadian drag set. Uh, that was really. Uh, I did it for two of the fish, and I was like, "Oh, I got weeds." Oh no, it's a fish, mm-hmm. and it just like took out a little bit of ripping line, you know. And I completely am not acclimated to it yet, so I loosened up much more for that. I don't know. I mean, do you think that's a smart play? Tightening up the drag. I I mean, I I think it makes sense for what you were what you were saying. I think Todd has dropped off, but um, absolutely. I mean, at a certain point, they got to set their own hooks when you're trolling. And I don't think there's anything wrong if you feel that you're dropping fish trolling that you should um, have it to where you just tighten it up. I mean, I wouldn't go bananas on it, but mm-hmm. it makes sense with you know with the rods that. You guys are running that those fish got to set their own hooks. And if they're hitting stuff fast, they can rip them hooks out of their face, you know, pretty quick. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Might but, get him back, back on here. Okay. Hold on one second. But, uh, all right. We got Todd back on the phone. So Vance, Vance brought up this point to where he went back to Chautauqua today and he got a couple fish and he he brought up the the fact that he still had his drag set to Canada drags. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because, you know, we talked about he had to tighten them up a little bit because he thought he was dropping fish in Canada yeah. just how they hit. Is that something yeah. you do, Todd? No, but I'll tell you, when I fish with Vance, I know he keeps his drag 
on Chautauqua a little looser than I'm used to. I keep that Canadian drag. And I'll tell you, I will guarantee you right now, I lose, I feel that I lose more fish. But I'm, that's why when we have nice days and it's like, oh, we were six for 10. I think I could do better than that if I loosened that drag a little bit when I'm fishing in normal musky waters. Mm-hmm. Um, because what happens is, you know, like when a smaller fish hits and if I'm with a client and they've never caught a fish and we get a 34 on, that's great. That could be their first muskie. I want to try to land it, but I, I sort of keep the Canadian drag down here, I feel. Uh, but when that fish hits, it goes, and the next thing you know, that thing is like flopping across top of the water. Do, do you think that maybe the the setting of the drag, you might land more bigger fish with a slightly tighter drag, and you might land some more of the smaller fish with a looser drag? Just because yes, of like I, a weight, I, I definitely feel that. Yes, for sure. You know, if, if if a fish hits, and by the time I turn around, it's already on the surface, like thrashing around, and it hit ten feet down. I mean, you drug it right to the surface. Pretty violent. Now, yeah, and now I have guys that I know guys that fish where they keep that drag that if you make a hard turn, it goes out. That's the way they fish. Experienced musky fishermen. That's the way they like to fish. I also have friends that, I mean, you're talking darn near put the vice grips to it and lock the drag down so that the rod just bends. I don't like that. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to kill the fish when it bites and break its neck, you know, but there's a happy medium. I know I run my drag a little tighter than Vance does. Cause I fish with him, you know, I run it a little tighter than when I take my dad out, but I go with other guys that run a little tighter than me, uh, that looser drag, but I don't, you can't get the hook set with that looser drag. Mm-hmm. I don't th- I don't think, you know, so that's where that's, that was my line of thinking up there was I mm-hmm. need to t- tighten this thing down to get these hooks yeah. driven. They they were going crazy even when it was time to net the fish. They after they took all the line after they did all that. I I like that you telling about that big one that took mm-hmm. from one twenty out to two hundred. Now you have it in. Now you get it to the boat, and it's still it's still going going. It's it's making runs at that point. That's yeah. That's the and, fun of musky fishing. <laughs> yeah. And, and those things, those things fight like crazy. I mean, there, yep. there's no, there's no fight that I've ever experienced like that in any type of fishing. And I've had six pound smallmouths on six pound test and caught nine pound walleye on six pound test with little flimsy rods. There's nothing like the anxious feeling I get when I'm reeling those things in, whether it's big or small up there. That's a fight. Uh, mm-hmm. everything in, in it taking long lines bringing it bringing bringing them in fighting to the boat now another thing about the boat side when i would go to net the fish they were still going mm-hmm. they just did they didn't want to give up mm-hmm. 
lots of scratches on the side of the boat. Uh, <laughs> but the wild thing was, is I'm watching these fish, and um, they are they're not diving and running with the bait. They were spiraling, yeah, to try and spit the hooks. They were spiraling. Yeah. It's not like oh, there's the big fish that's coming across the boat. It's going for a dive. Yeah, you know, move. It was. They were coming across and they were trying to get down deep. And when they were doing that, they were spiraling. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And taking line. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell is going? That's insane. It's insane yeah. to me. That's the right time. It'll wrap around their head like five times. Oh, wham, yeah. Wham, wham, wham. Yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of times where I just cut, I just cut the line. Yeah. I just would cut it and... It would come loose and it was it was good to go there because yeah, they, they didn't want to give up in the net either so it was, mm-hmm. and that's when i was just like we're uh just get it up to the boat here and we're good right we're not gonna mess with these things anymore yeah 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 unless it's a nice picture fish but yeah absolutely crazy uh they're a different breed up there and and do you how about when you would go on St. Clair Todd and stuff do they fight like that yeah they're pretty crazy up there yeah (laughs) well you know part of St. Clair is what I'm not used to from where we go to Canada we have one rod on each side it was like okay got a fish on stop the boat Mm -hmm. so I could never tell if the St. Clair were that fish were that crazy or it was because you know, I'm fishing with two of my buddies, and we got boards out, and we got, right. you know, in the old days, we had sliders out, and and uh, so the boat was still moving, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I always liked about going up to Canada. You're fishing with your buddy, fish hits when you're trolling, you get a rod on each side. Yeah. Fish hits, it's in the hand. I, I cut the motor to neutral. Mm-hmm. The one guy's reeling his pole in, it's in by the time I even, in, just after I engage the fish, now the fight's on. It's a normal fight. I am i can't do that. I, I'm not doing that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can yeah. get all those other rods, even on our charters, I've lost so many big fish this year with, because part of it is I'm trying to keep the boat, you know, I got the boards out and I'm trying to like keep from a absolute terrible tangle when you're fishing in the waves Mm -hmm. i'm trying to pick something i'm like okay if i turn this way keep it in gear just for another few seconds and then i can then i can back it down but there's so much more pressure in those fish doing all that stuff and yeah i've never been comfortable up there at st Clair with the we're just backing it down to two and you're going to reel this thing in. And when it's a big one, it's like, I can't reel the thing in. It just keeps taking line. What do you do? Yeah. You know, I've never gotten, I've never fished up there enough to get used to that. Mm-hmm. It's probably a bit. I'm just, yeah, that's. Did you, did you stressful. get to do any, uh, did you, uh, I cast, I cast it on, on the big, on the, uh, on, on on the bay, casted on there. We caught uh, pike. We caught some pike. 
And yeah. I quickly, I quickly stopped after that. And like I said, that's all, all fam- family stuff for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to cast. Yeah. The boat, yeah. The boat yeah. just doesn't want to cast. I really wanted to. There was one day I was mm-hmm. just like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Uh, I really just want to cast, you know, using a gold Rapala, which I've done up there before, um, and had good success on it. But the, uh, you know, it's just, it's really, it's deflating when you're like up there casting, you got a big smile on your face and you turn around and everybody's just like, uh, yeah, I don't want this fish. Yeah. No. Or they're just like, or the, the book gets picked up and starting to get read and i'm just like uh i feel selfish yeah yeah so you jerk Mm -hmm. yeah oh man it sounds like a freaking great trip it was fun it's gonna cost me even more money in the long run um (laughs) get your truck fixed (laughs) you're just gonna buy a new one I mean, it's getting there, you know. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get many more miles out of it, but I beat the hell out of that thing, and that's just what comes with it when you're towing all the time. And I'm back to Pittsburgh a lot and use it for tournaments. They they go occasionally. If things got over a hundred thousand miles on it. Probably could get another fifty out of it before it really starts to go. But so in January, when you get that fifty. Um... Yeah. <laughs> What's the plans there? When I get what? <laughs> in January, when you by crack January we hit that one fifty. Yeah, then it'll be it'll be time to go. New year, know. new truck. Yeah. Oh, things paid off. I just want to run it until I'm. I just hope it leaves me stranded on a very convenient time when I have nothing to do. When is that ever happened? Yeah. Right. Like, well, I had to, to just, you know, I was going to the grocery store. It'll probably happen when I'm like, yeah, I got to do this charter. And it's just completely implodes. I push the boat to the ramp. Yeah. But, uh, put yeah. on a harness and you'll pull the plows. Mm. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you go to the state park and see Vance's boat tied up overnight, <laughs> you'll know that the truck. Yeah. I I, th- I think of that when I I just have that little seven eight mile tow, but every morning you got to do it. You're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I I, I got to get this thing launched somehow. Mm-hmm. So I got some I got a backup plan with the guys that run my campsite. I was gonna say you probably have at least some acquaintances be like I need your truck right now. Yeah yeah, yeah. I need you to come launch this thing. I'll just tie it up, strap it up, and walk away. Yeah. I'll just stay at the kid. I mean, I try to live at the state park anyhow, so. <laughs> yeah. And just stay there. Yeah, good stuff. The trips have to go on, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so it was, yeah. Good, it was a good trip. I liked it. I'll probably do it again next year. Love Canada. Getting away. Yeah. And not being able to see other boats and stuff and just kind of being out there is very, very, uh, relaxing and, you know, you should, everybody should do it. If they're into fishing, go to, I don't, want to I, I don't want to make Vance feel bad, but I had requests for him in the last few days, but he was gone. 
hurts. That even hurts more. <laughs> no. Well, what hurts yeah. even more than that was I wasn't even like the backup plan. <laughs> I uh, yeah, that 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 that's what that's what sucks about it. You take a week off from work, and then I'll be uh, when I start the truck tomorrow. I'll be thinking about all the charters I missed when I'm looking at all the uh, cracks. <laughs> and I go to uh, hit the brakes, and they grind. Yeah, and you conveniently coast across a railroad bed. <laughs> yeah. I got a cracked frame and four cracks in the windshield. Very nice. <laughs> Anything else? No. That's, That's it. Good. Excellent. That's awesome, man. Great fish. Good stories. Yeah. Got some great fish. Mm-hmm. Fun. Perfect. All right. Big thanks to Muskies Inc. Join, be a member, become part of the solution, not the problem. Um, local chapters in many areas. If not, you can always go unaffiliated. Um, be part of the greater good and move forward with Muskies Inc. St. Croix Rods, <laughs> best rods on earth. Vix Marine and Sports Center. Ken, Ohio, Ranger Boats. Which... Can I add one more thing? <laughs> Go for it. I have a bunch of stuff for you to fix. Okay. You want to discuss this now or you want to do it later? <laughs> no, we'll do it now. Andy's boat tackle and reel repair, broad <laughs> repair, shot holder repair. Contact yeah, got... Andy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or him. Oh wait, yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna uh, finish these wait. plugs, and then I'm gonna go ahead. And I'm gonna. I, I have a phone call from Vance that I want to tell my side of the story on. So, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, Fatty Z Musky Products. Uh, I want to think that's all. Okay, so we're not done yet. So, what was it? Day two or three of the trip? Out of the blue, I get a phone call from Vance, which I'm like, huh. Either something really good happened or something broke. I'd call Todd first if it was good. Yeah, I gotta call I got I got him on the good side and then I if I if I have a problem I call you first. Okay. Well that's that's encouraging that I'm I'm the I'm the guy when everything hits the fan. So Yes. Vance You're the more important guy, Andy. Okay. <laughs> Todd gets the Todd gets the, the positivity. Like, oh, we got a big fish, you know, and then yeah. you get the... I don't have I don't enough negative in my I life. Heard, I heard nothing. I heard nothing bad about this trip till tonight. <laughs> Did you know about this phone call, Todd? No. Okay. No. Well, are, are you serious or are you just playing along with this? <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I know nothing. I, I haven't talked to Vance in 10 days. Okay, so I, I talked to Vance. He called me up and he's like... My Project X broke, and I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? You're like, well, the rod holder broke in in, in the uprights. Um, I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, do you have Allen wrenches? And you're like, yes. And I'm so I'm giving them some like a step by step instructions on what you're going to want to do to to get the the broken down east out of mm-hmm. this Project X. And Vance kind of is like, well, I already got the down east out 
I'm like, well, did you do any of these steps that I just told you? And he was like, no, I just forced it out, which <laughs> do you know anyone out there like that has an AZ rod holder? I would almost tell people that it was nearly impossible to get a down east out yeah. without loosening an upright. Because without Andy's hammer that was in the back of the Honda. <laughs> the claw hammer. That's, that's what that's for. So aside from the fact that like now I had to like overcome this overwhelming thing, like <laughs> didn't you think there was a better way of doing this when you were prying this out? <laughs> I was very mad. <laughs> I got it. And I'm like, okay, well, if you got it out, you can't put it back together, can you? And you're, you were like very sheepishly like, I wanted to do it on my own to tell you I fixed something of my, but I can't do it. So he had to call me. <laughs> well, the thing, the thing was like. I got the, I got the I got the down east out with brute force, <laughs> and a lot and a lot of screaming, a ton of screaming. Um, so now <laughs> one moment when you were doing this and you were having a bystander watch you, did you think that maybe for the sake of my own image that there's a better way to do this? There, there might be an easier way here because. Vance has seen me assemble literally hundreds of rod holders, and I'm I, not there going, I hate this part. I can, <laughs> look, I can, I, oh my God. Look, we can, we can assemble rod holders very well. Todd and I can do that. Yes, we did that. We did, we can do it. We have to know what you part can do where, it. but I can do it. Yes. We, can do, we can do it. I was out to prove a point. All right. I was ready to assemble. Okay, I was ready to disassemble. I went through the steps, but I hate directions, and I just kind of <laughs> used my strength, and I got everything apart. But the thing was, <laughs> I had to get this new a new down east on the Project X uprights, um, <laughs> and so what I did was I took apart one of my rod holders that had a down east in it, which was relatively simple but the x part was was difficult and andy <laughs> andy knows those things like the back of his hand i mean that's i mean he know he knows the he i can't put one of those to get together i've i've watched it i've been a part of it but um i was afraid i was going to mess with the internals uh so i used the strength to get it out <laughs> And uh, and it worked, but I couldn't get 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 the new rod holder in. So I was stand I was standing there looking at it. I'm just and I I used it a lot. The screaming wasn't working. I, I <laughs> made many attempts. And uh, when has it ever worked? <laughs> Did you point your finger at it too? <laughs> it worked to get it apart, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it was bad, you know, it was just, it was, it was bad. So I had to call you from Canada and I had you on speakerphone and, uh, you walked me through the, through the steps and the bystander was like, is he like an engineer or something? And I was like, yeah. I was like, why? And he was like, 
Oh, he's very specific with his directions. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I mean, because I knew how I assemble those. And I pretty much said, Vance, take the X, and I want you to spin it 180 in the track to have the... So the, the set screw face you. And I said, to loosen it, I want the Allen wrench at 9 o'clock, and you push down. I was... Very specific. Very specific. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, isn't it Loctite? I'm like, yes, but it's not permanent. Just do it. <laughs> and after, I mean, it's a very simple task now that you've, you've been through the process of it. But it was just funny. I tried to, and I was sitting on my couch, you know, just giving these, like, from the stands instructions and Vance got up and running, and the rest is history. Yeah. But I still need you to check a lot of my work, you know. <laughs> I, I, I knew I wasn't out of the woods with that. Yeah. I mean, you, you had a lot of things go down. Did you break any rods? You seem to have a streak of that. Um, I didn't break any rods. I broke a reel, and it's uh, pretty much it, man. Good, and and you Great. banged a lot of fish, baby. Yes, of course. That was yes, yes. Would it be close to say because I like to lead in on this stuff? Of the fish that you caught prior to this trip, all summer at Chautauqua, you almost got twenty five percent of that number these past ten days or fourteen days, whatever you fished. Um, Are you good at math? No. No, you're not good at math because I, I the numbers Man. I ran in my head. I'm I'm pretty sure that that's what yeah. it was. Then yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just like to tease numbers out there. So if people thought Vance was banging fish, he just added twenty five percent of that initial total. Yes. He piled the fish on. Banging fish, baby. And windshields. Yes. And screaming at rod holders. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get over. Got some stuff for you to repair. I love it. Awesome. Nice. We're a great team. we break them you fix them (laughs) pretty much (laughs) okay did we cover everything now i'm really glad we hit on that one (laughs) yeah i think we're good all right thanks for listening good luck fishing